Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This is the Bob Cordaro Show podcast. WILK News Radio. Yes, they do. Hour number three of the Lollapalooza, Bob Cordaro with you. Hope you've been settling into your day as we approach your lunch hour. Yes, the Club for Common Sense has convened its daily meeting. We provide a sanctuary of sanity in an insane world. And we're paying tribute on his 92nd birthday to United States Marine Charles Buddy Majikus. He lives in Ashley, was born in Wilkes-Barre. GAR class of 1948, he signs up immediately. He goes to Paris Island, and he's called up and put on active duty September 1950. Finds himself in Korea, and among the other garden spots he visited was the Chosan Reservoir. My son reminded me, who's also a Marine, the Frozen Chosen. He's a Purple Heart recipient, and we are celebrating his 92nd birthday today with him. I hope that's okay, Bud Majikas, because (laughs) you earned it. He has five kids. Wife Betty's still with him. They're married 68 years. They lost one of their boys, the other four still with us and married, children, great-grandchildren, three great-grandkids, nine grandchildren, two more great-grandkids on the way for Bud Majikus. And Bud, I, I, I was wishing as it approached, because I got so excited that we could do this on your birthday, that uh, my grandson... But he was could be born on your birthday, but it is the day before. Benjamin Robert Cadaro. So congratulations to Peter and Allie, especially Allie, for all of that. The Bob Cadaro Show on TV aired yesterday at 11.30 a.m. on WNEP-TV. Dr. Jerry Jordan of the Northeast Eye Institute, a great engaging guest. Dr. Brian in France and I interviewed him. And then we had Rebecca Martino, who's going to start a monthly segment about pets, stately pet supply. And Pat Sandone was talking about his guide app. And 
exercises in gratitude to help ground us. It's a wellness app, and it is astonishing technology. But now we're joined by Phil Kirpin. He's the guy who heads American Commitment, and he has been fighting for what's right for this country his entire adult life. Phil, we are so happy to have you on the front lines, and we're so happy to have you on the Bob Cadaro Show once again. Hey, Bob, great to be with you. All right. Phil, so we've got this debt ceiling issue. We have the Congressional Budget Office telling us that we're going to add, this is without any extraordinary expenditures, $19 trillion more to our debt through 2050. And as the debt ceiling issue approaches, say, late spring, early summer, uh, you've got a prescription and you've got uh, a direction that you think we should follow. Well, um, I think that the House Republicans have got to stick to the uh, plan uh, that the conservatives extracted and demanded as a condition of Kevin McCarthy becoming speaker, and that is to adopt a budget that reaches balance and to fight for it in the context of the debt ceiling fight, and in particular, uh, not to vote for any increase in the national debt unless we change the fiscal trajectory that we're on. Uh, you know, I think the Democrats have really taken a completely unreasonable position, not just economically, but politically, because they're basically telling the American people, uh, you know, we're, we're running the government at a massive, massive loss. We're racking up debt. Uh, there's uh, no end in sight to the red ink. As far as the eye can see, it actually gets worse over time. And the Democrat ask of the American people is just just authorize more debt and don't change a thing. Don't change anything. Don't cut any spending. Don't alter in any way the course that we're on. And that seems to me a totally indefensible position, and not just economically, but politically. If the Republicans do even a halfway decent job of messaging, they ought to be able to explain to people, look, it's not that we're unwilling to take on any additional debt because we know it's going to, you know, we're not going to balance the budget tomorrow, but we better balance it as quickly as we can. We better change something. We better alter yeah. the course that we're on if we're going to take on more debt. That seems to me to be a dead cinch winner. So, I mean, if they can't win with that, I, I, don't, I don't know what they can do. Uh, but I really think they've got to they've fight for it. And if they do, um, I think they have a good chance of winning, even with the Democratic Senate and presidency, because they've got such a better argument than what the Democrats are saying. We're talking to Phil Kirpin of American Commitment. And, and Phil, uh, the messaging battle is already being waged. They're talking about shutdowns, and meaning the left-stream media, they're lying about it already. I mean, all it would do, and I had one, our local, one of our local congressmen on, and, and I said all it would do is force the Biden administration to prioritize and run a balanced budget. Yeah, that's look, that's without anything debt, else. If they yeah. don't increase the debt ceiling at all, they don't get a deal and they don't pass anything, the government would be forced to operate on a cash basis, which is to say in any given month they wouldn't be able to spend any more than they take in. And... You know, that means they'd, they'd pay the bondholders. I think this idea that they would default on bonds is insane. There's no way Treasury would actually do that. They would pay bondholders. They'd pay Social Security. They'd pay probably veterans and maybe defense. And that would, that would be it. <laughs> we have such large deficits, there wouldn't be money for much else. And so you would have a very far-ranging government shutdown in that scenario. Um, and 
I'm not sure how many people would even notice if we had a government shutdown, by the way, because most <laughs> government workers haven't been to the office for three years. So I don't know how much work they're actually getting done anyway these days. Now, I'm not joking. They, most government I workers know, literally I know. have not been to the office in three years. I mean, you think about that. Um, so we would have a pretty wide-ranging government shutdown. You would have a lot of contracts not being paid and so on. And, you know, I think you'd have, um, you know, you'd have more pressure. You know, the thing about shutdowns, and I think that, the media and the Democrats know this, which is why they go so crazy about shutdowns and, and act like the world is ending. Shutdowns actually hurt Democrats a lot more than they hurt Republicans because so many of their key constituencies depend on government. And so I think the pressure would be pretty large uh, to get a deal if it got that far. Of course, you know, if Republicans play this well, it's not going to get that far because they'll actually pass a budget. They'll start passing actual bills. They'll sort of force Democrats to come to the table and they'll get some sort of a deal. They'll get some and they'll be able to say, this is what we extracted, this, that, and the other spending cuts. And, you know, some of the things they're asking for, like, how do you say no to, they want to, you know, there's a hundred billion dollars plus of COVID relief money that hasn't even been obligated to anything yet. We can't cancel that. I mean, some of this stuff, you know, it's like uh, if Democrats are really going to object to some of these, you know, completely obvious spending cuts, I think they're just going to look ridiculous. But uh, I, I don't think that the default risk is a real thing, because even if the government had to operate on a cash basis, they, they would be able to pay the bonds. You know, the real risk of default is not from a political confrontation. The real risk of default is that we don't change anything with our spending and we get, you know, 10 or 20 years down the line and we have a Greece style bond market crisis where we're actually incapable of financing new bonds to pay off the old ones. And uh, we, we end up having, you know, a, a market meltdown as a consequence. So I'm much more worried about the debt than I am about the yeah. debt ceiling. Phil Kirpin of American Commitment with us. And uh, Phil, this we've we've come to this bridge before under Barack Obama. Now, he also shared Biden's complete ignorance of economics when he said the Chinese won't buy our bonds anymore because we won't make the interest payments, he didn't understand the reason people won't buy our bonds is because the dollar is not worth anything anymore. The principle will not exist. And it's like, so they don't understand economics. Is it hard to have this argument when the Democrat Party, writ large, does not understand basic economics? Well, I wonder if they've learned anything from the last couple of years, because the, uh, the, the new conventional wisdom of the Democratic Party have become what they call modern monetary theory, this idea that you can just essentially spend infinitely and the Fed will print the money and that'll be fine. I mean, you, we had the, the former budget committee chairman under the Democrats gave a speech, I don't know, three years ago where he said it's monopoly money, we print it and we send it out and then people use it. And, uh, you know, I, I think... Um, it should be pretty obvious to people from the last couple of years that, you know, if the way you finance government spending is just having the Fed buy the bonds and print the money, then the price of everything goes up because that's how we, you know, quote unquote, paid for the COVID spending, right? We just Fed print the money. Yeah. Well, you know, that's a really terrible way to pay for government because it means that you know, everyone gets hammered on the price of energy, the price of food, the price of everything. And so, you know, if that's still the democratic plan, you know, if their plan is, you know, we're just going to print the money to cover, you know, massive chronic deficits forever. Well, that comes with a massive amount of economic pain for everyone in the form of inflation. So, you know, they, they, if they still haven't learned that lesson, uh, they need to be uh, educated at the ballot box because I think that 
after what we just experienced, the idea that we would you know, kind of do what we just did with COVID spending you know, every year forever is <laughs> just the way we pay for the federal budget. I think that's completely insane. And so uh, I, I think that some Democrats probably still believe that. But, of course, you got other Democrats who think, well, we can just jack up taxes to pay for, you know, government growing bigger than it's ever been before. And uh, that, that won't work either. We've had, we've had much higher tax rates than we have now in the past, but it didn't really raise much more revenue because, you know, then people invest all their time and money in avoiding the 70% tax and in doing less economic activity and, you know, having less economic growth. And so, you know, one of the kind of interesting things is our tax system never yields more than, you know, 18 to 20% of GDP. And by the way, last year, with the Trump tax cuts, everything, we had the second highest revenue we've ever had in the history of the country. So the problem is not the revenue side. The problem is spending. Phil Kirpin, when uh, Barack Obama faced, now we, we've got a completely, it, it's amazing to say it, but in a very short period of time, we have a completely different Democrat party. And we have a leader who is even more disassociated with reality in Joe Biden than, than Obama ever was. They came up with a deal confronting the same issue, essentially. The, the, the yeah, we had a big we had a big deal that Boehner and Obama struck. It was called the Budget Control Act, and you remember it created a super committee, and then the super committee failed, and we got sequestration, and uh, it was, yeah, it, it was not the most pleasant for a lot of Republicans because you know half the cuts came from the defense side, and so they had agreed to half defense, half non-defense, and. Uh, you know, unfortunately, the defense cuts were never uh, well targeted at the wasteful nonsense in the defense budget, like all the green energy stuff and the equity stuff and all of it. You know, I mean, I actually think we could cut a lot out of defense, but you can't do it with an across-the-board cut. You have to do it with targeting the stuff that has nothing to do with protecting the country. And so it wasn't a perfectly designed uh, solution for that reason, the way it was across the board on the defense side. But I'll tell you, it did cut federal spending pretty significantly. And so that is a template that I think we can go back to and kind of say, you know, the last time we had one of these, um, you know, the whole reason the debt ceiling exists is so we don't just rack up debt without limits. So we're forced to, to come and think about what we're doing every couple of years. So this idea from the Democrats that we ought to change nothing uh, is really, you know, they're the ones acting crazy and reckless with this idea that we should just Jack can jack up the debt and change nothing and do nothing. And you know, if they look at the CBO projections or even Treasury's own projections, um, you know, at some point between now and the long-term projections, you get a crisis. You don't even get to the long term. You get some kind of meltdown because we're not going to go, you know, I, I think the Treasury projection has debt at 600 percent of GDP in the year 2100. Well, you know. First of all, projecting stuff out 80 years is kind of you know, a joke anyway, because who knows what happens between now and then. But the point is, that can never actually happen. Long before that, we would have a meltdown, a crisis, before we ever got to that point. So we know we're on a path that's not going to work. Uh, why do they want to change nothing, do nothing, just continue to spend money we don't have with no end in sight? I think that they have, as I mentioned, Bob, they, the Democrats are staking out an indefensible position. And so uh, the Republicans have a huge opportunity, and they've got to explain what they're for and uh, explain you know, that the Democrats uh, so far haven't put any cuts on the table, any changes to anything on the table. And uh, you know, I think that... Uh, this is why I'm more, you know, I'm usually I'm pretty cynical, but I'm actually slightly optimistic that they can get something because their argument is so much stronger than the Democrats' argument. Well, Phil Kirpin, thank you so much for being with us. You run American Commitment, and I know you'll be in the trenches on this one. Uh, keep us updated. Anytime you want on, you are on, my friend. 
Sounds good. Have a good one, Bob. All right. Thank you. Phil Kirpin, American Commitment. We'll be back on the Bob Cordaro Show after this. We are back. And uh, Edgar Winter Group released their hit single, Frankenstein. Let us see. Bud Majikus was 42 on this date in 1973 when that song was released. And, of course, before that, uh, Attorney General John Mitchell, former White House aides, H.R. Haldeman and John Ehrlichman sentenced to two and a half to eight years in prison for their roles in the Watergate cover-up. Uh, I would have thought that was all the time in the world until I got 11-year sentence. <laughs> uh, but Watergate slowly grinding to an end at that point. And we do honor today Charles Buddy Majikus. Born Wilkes-Barre, currently of Ashley. This Marine was in Korea. He's 92 years old today. Graduated GR 1948. Served, among other horror spots, in Korea along the Chosan Reservoir. Minus 21 degree temperatures, and I've read worse. David Halberstam, the great historian, in his book that I'm actually looking at in my library, The Coldest Winter, about the Korean War, captured it as, as well as you could, except if you were there like Bud Majikus. Received the Purple Heart in March of 1951. Promoted a corporal, but he was still in Korea until December coming back home on Christmas Day, 1951. Well, what does he do? I mean, <laughs> after you see this horror, after you've been through that, well, he sort of goes on and says, well, okay. He marries Betty Schmeel. They're married February 19th, 1955. They just celebrated... Their 68th anniversary. I didn't realize it was like over the weekend. How great is that? Bud and Betty, as they are known, had five sons. Charlie, who helped me with this bio, his wife Mary. Paul with his wife Annie. John with his wife Kim. Matthew with his wife Linda. And Mark, who they lost just after he was born. Of nine grandchildren, three great grandchildren, with two more on the way. Bud Majikus worked hard, two jobs most of his life. He put his kids through college, and they always had food on the table, says Charlie. He retired at the age of 78 because the doctors need to replace his heart valve. But he's still kicking at age 92 today, driving, food shopping, cleaning the house. Like he always said, once a Marine, always a Marine. And Betty worked as a waitress in addition to raising these four strapping boys and giving birth to five. <laughs> Charlie says, we sometimes think she was in the Marines. She was so good at giving orders. And if we didn't follow them, 
The old saying, wait until your father gets home. <laughs> Charlie says, our, our, my parents were strict, but we thank God for that. That's what's wrong with this country now. No respect for one another. And then this one that brings water to my eyes every time I've read it today. Dad and Mom always taught us, have faith in God, respect others, know the value of a dollar, give your boss a good day of work, and remember no matter how bad you have it, someone has it worse. Words to live by, Bud and Betty Majikus. <laughs> yeah, that's remarkable stuff. It just, it, it is so great. And, man, we, we, we just look at, at that kind of family and say, well, here's the example. It's there for all of us to follow. It's, I, I say it often, it's not uh, simple. Or, I mean, it's not easy, rather, but it's simple. It's pretty straightforward how to live, how to raise a family. The Club for Common Sense, I mean, common sense is pretty simple. It's not always easy to discern and to follow. That's why if we have to set up this sanctuary of sanity. And thank Phil Kirpin for joining us and John Perillo for joining us today. We're going to take a break. Bob Kadar with you. W-I-L-K. We'll come back with the weather and then more on Bud Majikas' birthday. Here's the Storm Tracker 16 forecast from our friend meteorologist Joe Snedeker. Today, cloudy and breezy, scattered rain and snow showers early. And again, later this afternoon, high will be about 47. Tonight, cloudy low of 27. Tomorrow, dry for much of the morning, but a mix of icy rain and snow late afternoon and evening, high of 42. Thursday, scattered rain showers early, then cloudy with peaks of sun by the afternoon, high of 48. Frank Andrews will be with you Thursday. And then Friday, windy with flurries, high of 32. Frank will be with you that day as well. So I finally got to go to Highbridge House, and I was in heaven. And the service was great, and the people we were with were great, and even the other customers at the restaurant were great. The staff is top shelf. They always are. So that was uh, good stuff. And, you know, <laughs> I've got to tell you, the thing, two things kept a, a real spring in my step. Although, one, I had trepidation, you know. Uh, my daughter-in-law, Allie, was pregnant. She's ready to give birth. She's overdue. You know, you start to feel a little pressure. But she had uh, baby Benjamin Robert Cordaro on uh, Monday. Congratulations to Allie and Peter. And my first grandson, third grandchild. And then the other thing that just that just kept me buoyed, in addition to the the Highbridge House visit on Saturday, was that we and oh, and I had a great visit at the garage on Thursday down in uh, Dupont. With uh, yeah, we had a great time Thursday afternoon. I knew I was off Friday, and I had to go early to Philly trying to get my passport 
which I failed at. We're going to see what happens this week. But um, I knew that, that it was a certain young man's birthday today. And that was Charles Buddy Majikus. And he served us in Korea, among other garden spots, the horror and hell of the Chosan Reservoir. As my son Peter said, one of the chosen frozen. Well, he's from Ashley, born Wilkes-Barre, GAR class of 1948, born February 21st, 1931. And each time we play a song, I know that it came out on his birthday. So I was all excited about this. To honor somebody still with us, Purple Heart recipient, Marine, father of five, uh, just a, yeah. But I, I tell you, and it's not an exaggeration, I do this show to honor these veterans. It's what motivates me. Talking about Joe Biden doesn't motivate me. In fact, it sickens me. Talking about the regressive left and all of their insanity uh, tears me down. But when you get to talk about our great veterans, uh, it keeps me going. And you do too, of course. The entire audience, even the people who criticize. I, I truly mean that. Somebody said the people of Pennsylvania should have uh, that doctor who said Federman was fit for office have their medical license revoked. Yeah, so should Bob Casey. Although we've got to pray for now, we got to pray for two senators. Bobby Casey recovering from more conventional prostate cancer uh, surgery. So we continue to pray for his well-being. Uh, but John Fetterman, we, we, there's no end in sight. This is a deeply troubled individual who was not qualified to do the job. He's not happy to be there, and he's not healthy physically or mentally. I mean, it's just, you, you don't do that to people. Like, you don't do this to Joe Biden. He's not capable of the job. Just because it was his lifelong dream and ambition. What about the other 349 million Americans? Joe Biden and his family, who cares? Yeah. But yeah, our, our Marines are, that's, that's why we do it. So you could go to YouTube now and look up the Bob Cordaro Show on TV. And you could see uh, Rebecca Martino of State, Stately Pet Supply, who we hear on these airwaves. And she's got good advice and good thoughts. And you know what? You find out how incredibly knowledgeable this, she's a nurse. She's merely applied her education, training, and experience to your pets. And that's why I love Stately Pet Supply. And you see her on the show and then Pat Sandone with the guide app making so much sense about mental wellness. And then uh, the great Dr. Jerry Jordan talking about Northeast Eye Institute, the progress we've made, not only in this area, but nationally uh, in eye care. And Dr. France, Brian France, 
my old friend, interviewing him with me. So it's a great show. And all the other editions are available there, as is the Sober Sit-Down with Scott Stooch, Scotty Stooch, and Mr. Curiosity interview with me by Joe Snedeker. All of them uh, very, uh, I, I think, pretty neat. Good TV, anyway. You know, good viewing. And then March 31st, at La Bona Vita in Dunmore, the old All Saints Hall, for those of us of my age, the Mosaic Project, which does public art and mosaic uh, murals, mural art in Dunmore, and then now throughout the county and throughout the region. That's the point to expand this thing. I'll be roasted on March 31st by some pretty funny people. And the tickets are available at Dunmore Lumber and Just Imagine on Electric Street. Liz Nero running that project, Johnny Braz. So lots going on here. But the, 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 the most important thing yesterday was grandson Benjamin Robert Cadaro being born. And the most important thing today is Charles Buddy Majikus being born. 92 years ago. Uh, it's, it's good stuff. Well, Bud, we're going to play, we're going to take this break, but we're com coming back and we're going to play Quarter to Three for You by Frank Sinatra and Quarter to Noon for You from our friend Gerard Mayer. So sit back and enjoy. I hope your birthday is going gangbusters, Marine. We'll be back. We're back. Bob Cadero with you on the eponymous show. Continuing to pay tribute to Charles Buddy Majikus of Ashley. Born Wilkesbury. 92 years young today. Semper Fi Marine. Korean conflict. Chosan Reservoir. And then after that extraordinary part of his life he went on to do things that were even more important and you almost wouldn't think that's possible <sighs> fascinating 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 soup can says i heard dave from kingston is the roast master at my roast oh <laughs> uh, did i say prostrate I don't think I did, although I get bumble lips sometimes. Somebody says LTS, LTY2. Now, I don't know what LTY2 means. You're going to have to inform me on that one. I, I must have because you're not the only one that texts, and I just looked at the text. Prostate. I hope I, I did say prostrate. I didn't mean to. So I apologize. Uh, somebody said, Bob, if you had a chance to comment on the Fox News text messages, I did not follow that. Uh, I'm aware of it. Uh, essentially this. I don't know if it was the news side. but See, people want to confuse this because they want to attack it. They want to attack Fox News, which is the only place you can get all the stories covered. But the commentators were talking about the election being stolen when the news people were saying it wasn't, meaning the 2020 election. And let's, let's 
give you where I come down on this for whatever value it has. There was a proven concerted effort by left-wing Democrats to steal the election in 2020. They stole lots of votes. We cannot prove, and anybody says contrary is not right, we cannot prove the election was actually stolen. They tried to do it. They stole votes, but they did not, we cannot prove they did, that the election results changed as a result, okay? That's really what it's about. We'll take this break. Bloomberg Money Minute, then we'll come back. Well, our man Charles Buddy Majikus was turning 45. This day, February 21st, 1976, when the Four Seasons had the number one hit in the U.K. with December 1963. Oh, what a night. Well, whoa, what a life. That's what we could say about uh, Bud Majikus and his family. 92 today and uh, so on. We're going to finish in honor of uh, hopefully the future Marine I just had as a grandson, Benjamin Robert Cordaro, and my son Peter, of course. But mostly for all the Marines, especially Charles Buddy Majikus, U.S. Marine Corps, Korea, by way of Wilkes-Barre, now settled in Ashley with wife Betty. He was awarded the Purple Heart. He was one of the frozen chosen. Happy and thank you for having my son remind me about that. Somebody says, Bob, I had the honor and privilege of meeting one of the frozen chosen. I was one of a group of recruits at a meeting, and one of the other recruits' father was one of them. And at the time, it still haunted him. Great men. My friend, my old friend, the late Ernie France was there, and my old my friend still with us, Armin Martinelli, and of course Bud Majikus. We finish with the Marine Corps theme on this February twenty first. But I'm just happy to have a birthday surrounding yours. I'll be sixty two Friday. And just happy to be around you. Happy to have my grandson, Benjamin Robert, born around your time, too. Charlie asked, I, I, or mentioned, said, I will have to come down for a beer. I said, Charlie, I texted or emailed him back. I've never had just one of anything, just to warn you. But I'd like to be with that Majikas family. Sometime in March. We go out with the Marine Corps anthem. God willing, we'll talk to you tomorrow at 9. Have a great afternoon, everybody. Bud Majikus, happy birthday. Go to YLK News Radio. This is the Bob Cordaro Show Podcast. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.